Hello, and welcome to the woods. I'm your host, Samuel Grom, here to take you on a hike through the many stories the forest can inspire. Whether it's a quaint folk tale or a fanciful journey through the imagination, there's nothing you can't think up when you use your creativity, or perhaps if you're a little crazy. Now come with me into the thicket, and I'll share with you some of the crazy stories my cranium can come up with. surprised we run into each other. I'll often spend days wandering around here without running into a single person, not one. Who am I? Well, I'm no one, truly. Just your average outdoorsman, enjoying the air and the birds. You can call me Sam, if you like. Doesn't matter too much to me. Yeah, I spend my time out here looking for inspiration. I like to tell stories. And I find there's so much out here that can trigger a funny little thought that builds into a fun fib to tell your friends. Oh, I suppose I could sit in a house thinking and thinking until I squeeze something out the old noggin. It's just so much easier out here. Just think. People used to spend all their time outside, in the woods. People also used to come up with wild yarns they'd spin for friends and kids. I'm willing to bet you've grown up on one or two of those stories. Little explanations as to why the leaves turn yellow, or why the rivers run. Oh, you know what? I just thought of a story. Just now, really. Here, sit on this rock. I've already called the tree stump. Here's the story of... Hmm. Oh, I know. This is the story of the mushroom folk. Way, way back, before the trees first wore their leaves and the first fish grew their knees, the lands belonged to the mushroom folk. Heads adorned with great caps of many vibrant colors They trod upon the sod without help or hindrance. They ate invisible creatures in the ground and air, and in all directions their land was everywhere. They danced and they sung, in great halls they had fun, and fell asleep happily under the slowly setting sun. While the land called them master, time would soon bring disaster as great beasts from the seas stepped upon them with ease. Many thought their day done, for nowhere could they run, but time would soon give them a way to get by. One day, a beast fell, seeming to sleep for a spell, but as the minutes went on, it was clear something had surely gone wrong. The mushrooms worked quick, and while it might make you sick, the old folk did not have the chance to make picks. In days the beast was gone, 
and the shrooms carried on. And as more beasts fell, they'd fed until they heard the morning dinner bell. Soon great towers of wood came, and the shrooms' feet soon became like the roots of these newfangled friends. They'd burrow beneath, and perhaps sink their teeth in the meat of whoever they met. There. What do you think of that, hmm? I'm sorry. Too childish? But that was the point. Well, if you want bare knuckles, then the gloves shall come off. Oh, no. I'm not going to fight you. Attacking a stranger in the woods is just about the dumbest thing I could do. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you a new story, one of intrigue, of mystery. This is the story of the Garrigton Goat King. One hundred fifty years ago, the North Pennsylvanian town of Garrington began reporting strange sightings of a wild man shepherding goats in the woods around them. A boy named Oscar was the first of the witnesses. Every day he would come home from the town schoolhouse and play in the ravine behind his mother's cabin. He would pull sticks from trees and break them over the trunks until his mother called him for supper. One day, while scraping away brown caps from the base of a dogwood, he heard a strange sound. A quiet bleating bounced about the gully's stone walls. Young Oscar, being a rascal, thought to scare away the bleater by throwing a rock against the walls. Crack, 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 went the rock as it fell down the chasm, the clamoring so great it sent unseen birds into the air with its loudness. For a time, the boy thought his job done and went about tormenting beetles. He plucked them of their legs, one by one, and watched them wiggle and writhe with obscene curiosity. <coughs> said the ravine once more, giving the boy a great start. This would carry on for some time, with the boy tossing another rock at every bleat, until he'd gathered a bundle of sticks and stones and sent them all tumbling down the gap, filling it with a deafening clamor. He looked down the gorge, ever careful not to throw himself in, expecting an animal to come climbing out of the shadows. The boy screamed and ran all the way home and told all he could of the voice in the woods. 
Another was the account of a basket weaver, an elderly widow who'd go down to the wetlands to weave baskets from old reeds for her five pregnant daughters. Every day, she would hike the long journey to the marshes to collect materials. She'd trek over stone and hill with her aching legs just to get a bundle of cattail reeds. One day, she found a goat resting in the marshes, cooling off in the shallow waters. After plucking her quarry, she gave the old goat a soft, sugary bread roll. The next day, she made the long journey once again, this time finding two goats resting in the waters. She collected her reeds and fed each their own bread roll. This would go on for three weeks. She would walk with a reed basket of freshly baked bread to the marshes, collect her new reeds, and would find a new goat joined the original posse until she had fed a whole party of goats with sweet bread. One day, the old woman woke with a fever and could not make the day's journey. Once her children had all left her to do their midday work, she heard a knocking on the back door. She opened it to find a stack of baskets, each woven from powerful vines. In the highest basket sat 25 bottles of pure white goat's milk. That night, all eight of her children came over for dinner, and each would say the milk tasted as sweet as their mother's sweet bread. Eventually, the hunters of the town formed a posse, somehow convinced that the mysterious figure was an outlaw held up in the wilderness and hunting all their game. The elders warned against such a venture, armed with stories from the old country, but the young hunters refused their advice. For five long days, the hunters' wives waited for them, with every night filled with shouts and gunfire in the distance. On the sixth day, the hunters returned. Not a one would speak a word of what they saw, only that the sightings would end. They brought no outlaw bound in restraints, but instead a sack filled with four things, two hooves wearing chaps, a gray goat's eye, and a man's yellow tooth. What do you think of that? Better? Hmm? Fit your interests more? What do you mean? No, I didn't change my voice. No, I didn't. I swear it. You know what? Whatever. How about one more? It's getting late, so this will have to be the last one. Hmm. With the other one being about a mysterious man, I guess it only makes sense for the other one to be about a mysterious woman. What to call it? Hmm. Ooh. How about this? This is the story of the Wave Lady. Jameson sat in the captain's chair, 
listening to the sound of rain pounding against the roof of his fishing boat's enclosed bridge. Three days of floating off of the coast of Rhode Island, and still his nets were empty. He took a long drag off his cigarette, filling his lungs with burning ash. He was desperate. Mr. Jameson, I'm sorry. But if you can't pay your debt in time, we'll need to take your house. That's just the way it is. He watched as the embers climbed up the filter. He picked the butt out of his mouth and crushed it with his foot. Mm. Don't even got no bed in here. It's not like he'd lived in the house much, spending all his time in the boat just to pay it off. But the sting was no less bothersome. The boat swayed back and forth in the mildly tumultuous sea. He hadn't even docked it, hoping to at least catch something while he slept. He'd even prayed for a catch that morning. A new method he thought of trying. It didn't bring much more than bottle caps and plastic rings, though. <laughs> I'd pray to anything at this point. His eyes slowly shut as the warm blanket of sleep draped over his mind, escaping into a place where his stress could not catch him. Suddenly, Jameson woke to the sound of sea spray crashing against the window. What the hell? It's supposed to be mild showers, damn it. He charged for the door, bucket in hand, and bolted for the water pooling on the deck. He tossed bucket after bucket overboard, desperately working to save what he had left. The rain pelted his body as waves tried to tackle him to the floor. He scooped, he tossed, he scooped, he tossed, all just for the water to return. Thunder rolled across the sky as lightning filled the night with blue light. Soon, Jameson found himself staring out into the ocean greeted with a bizarre vision. The silhouette of a woman was defined by the storm's light, great and terrible in stature, and clothed in stormy clouds, she hovered just before the ocean's surface. Jameson froze, bucket falling into the water as his eyes beheld the giant. Anything? It asked. The next day, the whole town gathered at the docks to see a strange yet dazzling catch. Jameson, in his nearly sunk fishing boat, stood before them with nets filled with gold. Statues of great fish and other sea life shone with the morning sun's light with near-blinding clarity. 
Where did you go? One fisherman asked. What bait did you use? Asked a little boy. All I had to do was pray, he would say. All while hiding a strange set of slits on his neck. All right, all right, that's the last one, that's the last one. But you should probably get home. You know, before it gets dark. I wouldn't say it's too terribly dangerous, per se. But it certainly isn't as safe as the day. Oh, no, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm, I'm going in the other direction anyway. All right, I hope to see you around. you like my stories, and I hope to see you again on another hike through the woods. Make sure to follow for updates on my Twitter or LinkedIn, or check wherever you get your podcasts. And please remember to stay safe out there.